This program is sponsored by Proponacy, where I'm the president and CEO. Proponacy is the Greek word for coaching. We provide SaaS technology to centers like yours. Most contact centers struggle with their people, whether it be overcoming monotony, attrition, or getting superior performance. Our solution makes it easier and cost-effective to get even more than you could possibly have expected from your front line. The result is loyal customers, engaged employees, and winning, provable, profitable results. You can reach us at Proponacy.com. You are being forwarded to the contact center coach. I know I've told you on a couple of occasions that I love to play golf, and golf is just a crazy, crazy sport. There's so many things that you need to be good at in order to be successful at it. You have to be good at putting, uh, uh, driving, there's a short game, there's long irons, there's fairway woods, there's sand, and then maybe most important of all, you have to know the rules. If, If you don't know the rules and it's really hard to play with other people, they get really, really aggravated. It's one of the only sports where you can actually play with somebody that's much, much better than you are. You can be a beginner, but without knowing the rules and your responsibilities to make sure that you keep the pace up and don't aggravate everyone else, it can be a problem. And I've also uh, tried my uh, our fortunes at pickleball, and pickleball is a little bit simpler. Uh, there's kind of serving and volleying. That seems to be the really the two things that you really have to grasp, but you also have to know the rules because it's nothing like tennis. It's nothing like ping pong. It just has a really weird scoring system. And again, it's such a new sport that people that are really good at it get really frustrated if you don't know what you're doing. It's also one of those sports, though, that if people are really good at it, it's really hard to play with them because they can just kill you at any time. So they're just kind of playing with you. At least with golf, the other person can play to their pace and their their level of expertise, and you can kind of hack away. And as long as you keep up with them, it's not it's not any sort of a... A problem. You know, contact centers are a little bit like that, in that you really kind of have to know the rules in order to then participate and be successful, especially if you're a leader. And that starts with understanding the rules, which that there are really three components of a contact center. There's people, there's technology, and there's customers. And we have a tendency to look through the prism of customers through the contact center side, which is customer feedback and what are customers saying. But as you know, there's a whole bunch that goes into preparing for the customers, knowing what the right thing to say to them is, what the right, uh, what the right products are that they're supposed to have, and all the other strategy that revolves around customers above and beyond just getting their feedback. And then, of course, there's the technology that you really have to understand the rules around technology and and technology usually fits into delivering the calls to the people, measuring the calls to the people, and then there's technology that, that keeps the calls away from your people, and then there's the technology that helps enhance the people's performance. And I'm sure there's others that I've missed, but that's just kind of in general what you do in the technology. And then, of course, you've got the people which is where leadership is focused and certainly where this podcast is focused. And that's the people that work in the center. And then for those people, you really kind of need to understand those rules as well. And they really fit into uh, just a couple of categories, right? We need to get them in their seat. 
We need to make sure they have the skills, make sure they have the information, uh, make sure that they're putting forth the effort, and that it's really, really important to understand where they are, you know, which is I call their pulse. So if we know their pulse, we can drive the effort if they've got the information and the skills and we can get them into their seats, we can probably be really, really successful. Well, what this means for understanding the rules in a contact center is I, I absolutely love this analogy. And that is, is that is that with all of that going on, they're just the realities of the fact that you just have major influxes and outfluxes of people in your contact center. If you're one of those centers that doesn't struggle with any sort of turnover, then, then wow, that's spectacular. That's really, really great. But most people struggle with turnover. And when you struggle with turnover, the, the analogy that I love is it's a lot like going to a concert and going to a concert where, where you know all the songs, but the person that comes with you doesn't know all the songs. And maybe they come a little bit later and then they just know, maybe they know none of the songs, maybe they know some of the songs, maybe they're beginning to get, they know half the songs. But, but the great part about going to a concert, and yes, you can go listen to a concert that has you know, maybe a couple of key hits and you just listen through the rest of the concert. But the best part about a concert is knowing all of the songs. Because when you know all the songs, you can you can sing along with them. You, you know what's going on. There's some anticipation for a song. Maybe there's one that you like more than the other. But if you go to a concert and you don't know all the songs, you can you can appreciate it. You can participate in it. But, but it's hard to stay focused. It's hard to enjoy everything. You can't really sing along. You feel like you're somewhat of an outsider. And then of course, when you hit your song, you can jump on it and you enjoy those moments. New people that are coming into a contact center, it's a little bit like a concert. It takes them a while to learn all the songs. And unfortunately, some people leave before they learn all the songs. And then we've just got a lot of people that are at different stages on how many songs they know. So with that as a background, I wanted to share with you some leadership responsibilities that you need to get right. And I wanted to look at the different categories as a leader that you need to just be able to get right. Assuming that you know the rules, then these are the responsibilities that you have and you need to, you need to know how well you, you do at them. And so I know quite often we'll, we'll do a podcast and I'll say, I want you to assess or understand where you are. And again, I want you to assess and understand where you are. But Oftentimes when we look at leadership, and if you go online and look at what are the attributes that you need to have for leadership, uh, you'll hear excellent communication, flexibility, you know, persuasion and influencing, clear vision, innovation, creativity, decisiveness, uh, know how to make plans, uh, know how to look for a mentor. All those components are associated with leadership. But I want to talk to you about the responsibilities that, that are actually the bread and butter of what happens in a contact center really at any level. And if you understand these responsibilities, you can master these responsibilities along with knowing the rules, which we've already discussed, you'll, you'll be in a great position to be successful. And maybe you're new and you're starting to look at it and you're trying to figure out what it is I need to cover. Maybe you've been around for a while. And this is just a simple assessment for you to say, you know what, I've got this one knocked. This is an area that I'm that I struggle with, or this is an area, quite frankly, I don't even like it, so I don't pay attention to it. But it's something that you need to do. Uh, this is simple and direct, but valuable. So uh, first up on the list, these are not in priority order, but first up on the list is administration. You have to be good, if not great, at administration. I know that it's a huge part of your time. 
it, it should be easy to know what you're good at and what you're not. Uh, in, in the areas of administration, I know you immediately think and say, okay, well, yeah, I've got a lot of administration that I need to be doing. And, and so I, I want you to just think about what it is and where you are and what you might be able to improve. Because when you can improve administration, when it's something that I do really well, uh, it, one, it's not something that I look at and go, oh my, I'm going to have to go do all this, this, this paperwork or all this administrative work that I don't really want to do. And number two, when I do the administration correctly, it frees up time to do other things. And of course, can you help make it less? Is there a, a list of what you do that maybe there's some stuff that you can stop doing? And I know you've heard me say before, don't measure anything you have no intention of changing. So a lot of times administratively, we're, we're doing a lot of things, we're collecting a lot of data, but we're not actually doing anything with it. And I recognize the fact that sometimes you don't have control over what administrative work you do, but sometimes if you're doing administrative work and you're not actually doing anything with it, you're just checking a box or doing some sort of measurement that nobody's ever actually doing anything afterwards, that might be an area that you can get rid of or maybe slow down or not do quite as often. Being great at administration is something that, that, that you should aspire to be because you can get more opportunity when you're great at administration. Uh, you, oftentimes you look at finance, finance people compared to sales. Finance people have a tendency to measure and record and administer, whereas salespeople are out there actually you know, fighting the fight. And sometimes we have a tendency to not recognize just how valuable those finance people are and how valuable that information is and the assessment and the measurement and the things that they do. You're never going to get away from administration, but it's something that you have to be, you have to get really good at or really great at. And, and it's either something that you enjoy doing. It might be something that you hate doing. Uh, maybe you struggle with the people side of things. So you like it when you can just put your head down and just do the administrative work and you have a tendency to spend too much time there. I'm not telling you to do that. But administration is one of the areas that you have to be successful as it takes a huge part of your time. Assess where you are. Make sure you're taking a look at the things that you're doing and see if there are things that you can stop doing. If you're the leader of the contact center, you should have a yearly assessment of all the areas of administration that you do, especially your frontline supervisors and team leads, and see if there is any way that you can get rid of those. Because when I can get rid of those, I can create more time for coaching uh, more time for the other teaching, more time for just engaging with your employees, which of course will deliver more success to you. So there's administration. The second one is connection. One of your responsibilities is connecting. You're connecting people to their peers, uh, people to their customers, people to the company, and maybe most important, people to you. Connection is usually somebody something that you're you're either born to do or you have to learn it. Either way, you need it. You are in the business of people. The only way that you can be successful is when you connect people to their jobs, connect people to their responsibilities, connect people to their performance, uh, connect people to others that are going through similar circumstances and similar situations, connect people to the mission and values that you've got in your organization. And we have a tendency to just look at the fact that we just, we just do this or this just happens and some people are, can do this very, very well, and other people aren't very good at it, and so they just stop, and, they, and, and they, don't, they don't take the time to learn it and get better. But it is an area that you need to get better. And when it comes to connecting people to you, you have to pursue them. You have to be pursuing people. There's an old football term which is called the angle of pursuit. If somebody's running in front of you and you're on the other side of the field, 
You don't run in a straight line towards them. You pick an angle of pursuit where you're going to connect them, where you can meet them where they are. And usually that's farther down the field. And, and again, based on your speed, you have to take a, uh, you might be able to take a shorter angle or a longer angle. It's the same way. You have to meet people exactly where they are. And some people where they are, you can get to them really quickly. Other people may require extra effort by you. It may require some creativity. It may require you to bring somebody else alongside that can help you connect with this particular person. And I'm connecting on a personal level. I'm connecting on a performance level. I'm connecting on an information level. I'm connecting on a skills level. Uh, I'm, I'm connecting on just a simple engagement level, uh, a motivation level, a, a positive or negative reinforcement level. What is it that it works with them? But, but you have to pursue them and you have to have a, a plan. And you have to pursue all the people, not just the ones that you connect with. Being purposeful about connection is as important as anything that you do. And it's especially important for remote people. Uh, just did a podcast on uh, tactically how to connect with remote agents. It's podcast 102. And I would encourage you to listen to it if this happens to be your first one or maybe you missed it. But remotely connecting people and, and making a connection with the people, whether that's you or, again, to their peers or to the company uh, or, or to their performance or to an area that they need to work on is so, so important that you do. Uh, next up, a responsibility that you have is working up. We sometimes forget this responsibility, but you have to work your way up. You have to, this is your responsibility of, of how you're working with your leader, with the person that you directly re report to. I've got a podcast number 34 that mentions re receiving feedback from my boss. It's a great podcast to learn how do I receive feedback from my, from my leader, the person that I, I work for. But this is an area where you need to know the game and be prepared for the changes. You need to understand the rules. Where are you in understanding the rules with your leader? How connected are you to them? How well do you work up? How well do you communicate with them? How well do you share information with them? How successful are you? Do you really understand what it is they want and how are you doing in delivering that? There's a, uh, if you've listened to my podcast for a while, you, you know I love this term. What my boss finds interesting, I find fascinating. If you want to know the success, to the, the, the successful plan for working with your leader, working up, what my boss finds interesting, I find fascinating. And no, that doesn't mean that you need to be a suck up, but this is the person that directly controls your career. They, they control your, your, uh, your raise, they can control your bonus, they control your opportunity. Uh, your chances to work in other areas of the organization, your career development. And it is just a season. I don't know how long you've had this particular leader, how long you're going to have this leader. But this person, for this season in your business life at this company, in this job, is critical to your success. Now, if your first thought is, well, I've got a really lousy leader, I've got a really lousy boss, don't let that hold you back. You can still address what they find interesting, what you find fascinating. If there's some areas that you're missing, you can, you can pursue those in other areas of the company. Uh, maybe it'll be a short season that you're with this person, maybe it'll be longer. But I promise you that the person that's leading you has attributes and skills and talents that fit into these responsibilities or other things where you can learn. And then don't ever forget, you can also learn what not to do. And I know that if you're a parent now, you look back at your parents and you, you've said for years, oh, I'm not going to do that with my kids. 
But you may find yourself doing a lot of stuff with your kids that your parents did for you that was really successful. It's the same way with your leader. Again, if you've got somebody that's not very good at it, uh, don't let that hold you back. You can still learn. It's still the season you're in. You can still be successful. Another area is teaching and coaching that's critical to your success. How are you at teaching and coaching? Are the people that, that are with you, are they better when they are they better now than when they arrived? Are, are you someone that can teach and coach either the skills or the information or the effort uh, that allows your people to be successful? Are you someone that when people come to you, they get better before they leave? And by the way, you should be able to prove this. You should keep track of this. You should be able to measure your success on how well you advance and how well you improve your employees. There's no better measurement of your success as a leader than your ability to bring people along and help them be more successful underneath you. And make sure that your leader knows on your performance in this area and how well you've done. And, and also that your leader ought to know what your challenges are because this is an area that you can also improve as, in as well. Uh, do you have the time, the skills, the motivation, the tools to teach and coach? This is an area that we do every day with, with companies is to help them have the skills and the tools uh, uh, and, and give them the time to be able to be successful to teach and coach. That's how you improve people. And you have to do it one person at a time. It's very, very hard to teach and coach people in a contact center in a group. It's, it's rare. It, it rarely happens. It's why a core competency has to be your frontline leads or your supervisors, their ability to be able to teach and coach. I live with this every day. If you think there's another way to do it, there isn't. And then, you know, I've, I've got a category here, which I'm kind of cheating because the other responsibility area that you have is just simply leading. And I, I just couldn't come up with a better category than to just say that in order to be a great leader, one of the responsibilities that you have is leading. You have to be able to deal with difficult situations in a contact center. Up, down, sideways, measure all. You have to be someone that can deal with it because you never know what your day is going to be like until you walk in. And there's usually something that, that tosses you around but it is, it is an attribute of leadership that you need to have, and it's a responsibility that you, that you have. You have to, as a leader, be able to set vision and direction and, and be creative when you, when you see the things that are coming. And the best way to do that is to have a plan. And if you don't have a good plan, is to find somebody else that has a plan that's been around, that you look at, that they seem to do this particular area really well. Find out what they did, what, the way that they do it. It's okay to copy them. It's okay to plagiarize and plagiarize with their approval, of course, the way that they've done it. And I promise you that your company's been at this a long time. They've got some different ways to make things happen. One of the other leading ways is that you just can't have your head buried in the sand. Contact centers are not a business where you can look away from a problem and just avoid it. You have to take every problem head on, and that's one of the responsibilities of a leader. It's actually your responsibility to do that. You also have to have boldness. As a contact center leader, you have to have fortitude to make a difficult decision. With the number of repetition of calls and the fact that the folks that are on the phone are going to talk to more of your customers today than your leading marketing executive may talk to in a year, means that, that your boldness, your fortitude, your ability to make a difficult decision, to challenge someone, to redirect someone, to... to Go after a problem so that it doesn't fester and grow is so important because there's so many opportunities to fail. 
And in the same way with, with these new people, the people that don't know all the songs, your ability to move them along and get them up to speed quickly is so, so important. And then it, I would be, it would be criminal of me not to say that as a leader, maybe the most important thing that you need to do is to be able to communicate. And you need to be in the business of over-communicating. It's something that is just so needed in a contact center, certainly with the remote component. You must over-communicate, and you must be a leader that knows how to communicate. If it's an area that you struggle in, or maybe you struggle in communicating in a particular area, it's something that you need to work on. You are in the profession of communicating, so it should be something that you're really, really good at. So these responsibilities of leading, teaching, and coaching, working up, connection, administration, they're all basic, but they are something that you need to be able to master. It's something that you need to focus attention on. It's something that you need to make improvements on every day. And you don't have to do them in, in a serial order one at a time. You can work in them in parallel. So what's the area you need to work on in administration or connection or, or what can you work on in working up with your, your leader or in teaching or coaching? Write them down and work on them. Maybe there's a particular area in there that I could help you with a future podcast to focus more attention on an area that you might want some help in. If there is, let me know. You can be a great leader. It just requires a lot of hard work and a lot of focus. Maybe focused on one of these responsibilities. And also bringing a mentor along, bringing someone along that can help you or an area where you can lead someone else. You know, I do these podcasts, and we've now done 103 of them, to give you an opportunity in 15 or 20 minutes to learn a little something more, to give you an opportunity to get better, to maybe give you a competitive advantage that might help you get a bonus, might help you get a raise, might help you get a new opportunity in your organization. Are you in a position to do that? Are you, are you, have you prepared yourself, put the work in so that you can get a promotion, you can get a raise? You can get a bonus. If not, why not? You can make it happen. Just go make it so. It's been great to talk to you this week. Look forward to talking to you next. As always, if I can help in another way, please let me know. Go be great today. Look forward to talking to you soon. Bye-bye now. You are being forwarded to the Contact Center Coach.